It also includes the development of the bodhicitta in it. The two first lines are refuge, the two second line, the third and fourth line lines are bodhicitta. Please generate the altruistic motivation of bodhicitta and in that spirit listen to the teaching. In the morning, uh, we saw that when within the layout of ground, path and fruition of Dzogpachempo, the ground is uh, the Buddha nature, that is nature of Dzogpachempo, which has three qualities, empty essence, natural clarity, and uh, unobstructed compassionate energy. So we already saw about the empty essence, and we started uh, about the natural clarity or natural cognizance, so we will continue with that right now. Because of this cognizant quality of the Buddha nature, then this uh, can be uh, the natural cognizance of the Buddha nature, or it can also be confusion. Confusion and wisdom, they arise from that natural quality of the Buddha nature. When that clarity or cognizance uh, cognizes its own empty essence, that is the natural cognizance of Buddha nature, 
when it does not cognize its own empty essence, then that is our regular mind, that dualistic mind. It is the, all the consciousness and also thoughts, concepts, and so forth. In the mind, in that mind, the regular mind, there is the eight sense. There are eight consciousness <coughs> and also there are 52 uh, mental events. That is all pertaining to that dualistic mind. When that natural clarity that not, does not cognize its own empty essence and mistakes it to be an ego, that self-independent existence of that ego, in that way then it clings to that ego as it perceives it to be. From there... Clinging to the subject, there's no nothing called ego as a subject. It's become I. It becomes the I, and then towards the... because there has been already at that time a dualistic split, then there is the object, which is mine, and it's uh, I, other, there's um, present, past, future, and all the divisions, Everything is divided without, within that dualistic clinging, so the whole confusion is produced in that way. At the beginning, it's a very light kind of division between subject and object, but then it becomes more and more uh, strengthened until it becomes the confusion that <coughs> we are living into now. And I'm so, sorry to say that <coughs> in Buddhist, this appearance is also one of the confusion. So, please don't upset about this. This phenomena that we perceive is also a phenomena that arise from confusion. This, it has, a, it lacks true existence of its own. It is like a dream. It is also like an illusion, like an echo, like a mirage. There are twelve examples of the illusory nature of phenomena. So, some people like that very much, some others. Uh, don't feel good about it. So when we when we share this understanding of illusory illusion, and some people very much happy, some people completely upset about this because they cling on this apparent reality as absolute reality, and then somehow 
discover this apparent reality is appearance only, not really real nature. So all your clinking is kind of you're clinking into the nothing to be cling, but you're still clinking. So it's a kind of a bad news for those people who are clinging in this life as a really real reality. Those people who think that this life is kind of appearance reality, but it's kind of understand as like art, dance, like a mudras, like an inner mudras. You see things as, as they are, but you're not really clinging, absolutely clinging, but you are more than you're respecting. You have a full respect for the this in Sanskrit we call Maya kind of illusion Maya. So this whole life, whole appearance, including you and me, is kind of apparent Maya. So but sometimes I have to use this illusion or confusion. But this confusion is not really what we are using in the normal way of confusion. Normal way the language what we are using confusion is actually double confused. We are single confused. So from the single point of view, the confusion is double confused. From the non-confusion point of view, that the normal way I call single confused is become a double confused. The normal healthy mind is kind of single confused phenomena. So it's kind of bad news for Buddhism has a few bad news, but that bad news is very insight. But actually, bad news for the ego, not really bad news for the Buddha nature and understanding itself. You really like to know what is what it is. It is very good news. But you like to understand as artificial, and you like to make artificial as very beautiful. Then it's wrong. So. They do that, Raja Salvati, Chichana, and Tolgri, Chichana, Tolgri, Tolgicha, Tela, Songjuk, Sigri, Kalisunju was in the Raja Salvati, only the Yome Pachasana, Tela, the receiving Nimbu, Tolgicha, Songju, Raja Salvati, Songmanidan, Tate Batatu, now, Tola Sunjuri, Rangi Tate Batatu, Nangi, Tela, and Saint Sigri. This natural clarity then could be freedom and could also be confusion. It is freedom when there is indivisibility, that means to say, when that natural clarity recognizes its own empty essence, that is freedom or liberation. Whereas when that clarity, it appears to that clarity that uh, there is a separation between emptiness and its own nature, then in that case, that is confusion and that is the dualistic mind. In fact, they are always indivisibly united, but because of confusion, it only appears to that cognizance or natural clarity that emptiness is not there. It is something separate to it. And the problem is we believe on and we hold on and we go into that, this separation. Uh, appears to be separation, take as a real, real thing. That's why actually we are walking away from our natural mind. And somehow we are fooled or believed by five senses. And five senses is kind of object. Five senses. You know five senses, yeah? Hearing, smelling, all these things. 
So the, the consciousness more or less is fooled by the five senses and you gather information from five senses and the six senses sort of understand only the five senses because five senses is the object. So this ne- mind never understands its nature. It only knows other than itself. This mind, so-called, quote-unquote, mind, is like an outly knowing, objective knowing. It never it doesn't know what it is. It never reflects what it is nature. Usually, usually I call single mirror, the mirror which is reflect outly, but no one. It doesn't know what how it reflects. So if you have two mirrors, then it knows each other. So our now this so-called mind or conscious, without understanding, without recognition of emptiness, is one way of knowing, not two way of knowing. So we have to know two way of knowing. So in order to that, you have to know the natural mind. Okay. So, our mind, dualistic mind, we call dualistic mind, and mind essence both has cognition. One cognition with emptiness, one cognition with grasping of ego. It's like a same thing, same kind of material, but inside some elements are slightly different. Water and ice is same element, but it has a different appearance. Water, you can drink like a melted ice frozen. If you have a this much ice hit on your head, you might die. This much water pour on you, you might feel great. But the same thing. Because of this much, because of ice is frozen by other conditions, which is cold cold temperature went into the water and it become the ice. And same ice if you put heat or warm that melts the ice but it's still same material. Except the so you understand the nature of mind within the cognition, the emptiness sorry, the emptiness part of the um, cognition with unity. So it's like a Buddha nature, or is the mind essence, or we will speak about Rigpa the following days. The Rigpa in the Dzogchen terminology. To, if you understand the short moment of ground in the in between the past and the future, the gap in between, short moment, recognize the ground beyond the intellectual, so that's called Rigpa. It's very important. All teaching actually focus on Rigpa. So I will speak about this in the path. Now still uh, layout. I think this layout is very important because sometimes maybe you practice but you have a doubt in your head but you don't know how to give answers. You might feel some kind of Buddha nature but then you ask question to your head. What was one second ago, what was my feeling? Is this Buddha nature? then you will get wrong answer, no idea, no information, no study, no knowledge. So you will 
get a wrong answer or doubt or don't know. See anything? So, then the Rangshin Salwa. That then the that Rangshin Salwa take it. Kali, Kalanga, Sungju Momashin, Sentela, Kali, Sengi Maripa, Sengi Lemon, Maripati. Sengi the Maripati Lemon, say your daddy. Koran Korana. Sengi Maripati, that was on the door. Trubagi, that ตามมุติเนี่ยชื่อละตามมุติเนี่ยเนาะตามมุติเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี่ยเนี
uh, to illustrate this is like um, to see a rope, uh, a multicolored rope, and then you mistake it to be a snake. It's very gentle. You walk and you see some multicolored rope, and everything at that time could be very fast. You are going walking quite fast, and you are maybe in a state of fear, your mind, who knows. So you just go, and maybe 10 days ago people talk about snakes. So somehow there, you just pass, and very fast, and then you see the snake. Okay? But then you still go on, and, and you see the snake. Actually, there's no snake. But you see as a snake, actually that is, itself is a misperception. But this is not really, misperception is not really on the snake actually. It built up somewhere there. But if you have a time and you just go there nearby, I think it's no problem. You might know that it's wrong. But we believe it and we hold on it and we grasp on it. The moment, first moment of confusion without grasping should be no problem. But you see and you grasp and we hold it and we own it and we feel it's there and we really keep going and you go back to your home and you lock all the door and you see some kind of uh, sound and you, you blend that a snake sound. Any kind of sound, oh maybe snake. And you go nearby, maybe some, sometimes you touch some kind of your, your skirt on the table, kind of smooth, and you touch that, oh, you feel like you are touching the snake. If you believe that, then you will give up your house also. Luckily, many people don't believe that, because you lock at the beginning very tightly. Then, although you feel like snake, then you check back, oh, no, that was my skirt. But just recently I touched, it's not snake. But if you little bit of a problem, and then you believe, oh, this is snake, yes. If you didn't lock everything, then maybe you go next room and lock there. Because, oh, you really think that next room has definitely snake. Then you go to the next room, then you go, and maybe you have a child, who knows. And child has some kind of playing thing, some kind of jelly. A rubber nearby, and you sort of touch, oh really, here also snake. So you protect, you believe it, you don't give any time to think and look. It's just immediately caught, and you go. So the endless things like that. Then in night time you dream about snake. And then, so this why the whole thing going wrong way out this way. There's no time to look back. Hmm. Consciousness the misperception That is the way consciousness misperceives. Then now the Nawa Then you 
Start today's series. So when we talk about how confusion is produced or arises, it happens that way. There is this uh, co-emergent ignorance at that point, that uh, out of which then the notion of, uh, of division starts to happen. There is the notion of I within and then other outside. That dualistic split starts to happen in that way. And it's all caused by this aspect of ignorance, which is called co-emergent ignorance. But we don't have to think this, that this is an important key point. But um, we don't have to think that ignorance is really and truly existent. Ignorance itself is also a part of confusion. Ignorance itself is also delusion. If it weren't so, if it weren't that if it were that ignorance was truly existing and on the basis of that truly existing ignorance then the whole of a phenomena arising from confusion was produced then there would be no way that we could be uh, free of that ignorance ignorance itself is also delusion that has no existence of its own <laughs> Once this happens, then everything gradually starts to be perceived as being real and having true existence, true independent existence. And as we go in that way, then when everything starts to be perceived as real, then the other aspects of ignorance, which is called the conceptual ignorance, starts to operate. Which is in the state we are now conceptual ignorance. But it is not our true nature. And we can get rid of it. How, how, how can we do that? According to the Dzogchen style, then we do that or we eliminate that conceptual ignorance through the view, meditation and conduct. So the view is that which we have to realize and there are two kinds of views, there is the conceptual view and the non-conceptual view. The actual Zokpachim view is non-conceptual. <laughs> but in order to arrive at that realization of the non-conceptual view of Zokpachim or Zokpachim, then we use a conceptual view which would act more like a stepping stone that we are using. So, uh, why is it that we have to go through a conceptual view instead of going directly into the non-conceptual view? That is, this two question, 
So, uh, to answer that, then there's a lot of explanations and, and a lot, uh, there's a lot to say about that point. The question is quite simple, answer is quite elaborate. That's quite usual. Then, the other, and the other, 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 the reason why we have to rely on a conceptual view is because we are unable to realize the non-conceptual view. In that case, then, we must rely on the conceptual view. Okay. So, in order to know concept, So, in order to know what is the concept, and what is uh, the conceptual view, and then why relying on conceptual view we can reach the realization of the non-conceptual view. It is um, convenient and it's also helpful to know how all the eight consciousnesses work. So, so please uh, listen carefully. If you don't know well what the eight consciousnesses are, and then you just rest in the eighth consciousness, which is uh, all ground. Stupid eight consciousness. It would be here, yeah, like uh, resting, taking nap on the east. Then there would be no way to develop wisdom. It is through wisdom that we can eliminate misunderstanding. So if we don't cultivate or develop wisdom, we would never eliminate confusion. Switch off. Out of these eight consciousnesses, then the first five have the sense consciousness. The five senses, which are easy, everybody will understand. There's the eye consciousness, the ear consciousness, the smell consciousness, taste consciousness, and touch, the body. Then on top of these five is the sixth consciousness, which is the mind consciousness. Then follows the seventh consciousness, which has uh, is uh, the is called emotional consciousness because that's where the emotions or conflicting emotions are generated. And then finally is the eighth consciousness, which is called the all ground consciousness. Okay, that is the enumeration of the eight consciousness. So, for instance, if we take this flower, then the eye consciousness perceives it. As soon as it, uh, the eyes 
receives the flower, then the sixth consciousness uh, recognizes the flower and labels the flower. The sixth consciousness just uh, labels it as flower. It can go as far as a slight evaluation whether it's good or bad, but it would not elaborate further than that. Then the seventh comes and introduces the I. So, is the I saying or feeling, I, this is my flower, I like the flower, I don't like the flower, I want it or I don't want it, all that is produced by the seventh. This is very important. If you like to know the meditation, if this eight consciousness, if you don't know, you're always somewhere around and around and around. And you don't know how. If, you, if I ask you, when you meditate, are you meditating on what? Which consciousness? Meditation is the conscious, is not consciousness. In which consciousness are you meditating? If I ask you. Uh, so, if I ask you when you meditate, on which consciousness are you meditating out of these, which, what would you say? Seventeen? Hmm? Sixty-seven. Oh, six. Sixty-seven. Six and seven. Seven and six. Seven and six. Uh, how how come in two consciousness? Hmm? From one to the other. Like five minutes on six and five minutes on seven. Sometimes. What do you mean? Can you elaborate a little bit? Um. When you practice on the six, look how. Practice on the seven, how? Okay, if I ask you, what is the difference from six and seven? And maybe my response to my mind. But six, seven, both is mine, no? Yes. Is six, seven, eight is mine? Yes. Six, seven, eight, both mind consciousness. In the mind consciousness, two active, one is not active. It's a little bit like a Subconsciousness, but I don't think so. Exactly, sure. Subconsciousness. So the eight is the bank of all the consciousness, it's like a hard drive of computer. It keeps all your data, all your information. Information you need to keep on the conscious. Otherwise, there's no memory come back. There's no recall memory. So memory keeps on the hard drive of computer. Without mouse click, it will never, never happen in the screen. So when you have in the screen, the screen is on the seven consciousness or six consciousness. That's the screen. 
I usually call International Karmic Bank. The name of the bank is International Karmic Bank. Very high share these days. If you buy that within one month, your money doubles. <laughs> All the other shares going down, but this shares very high up. Right time to invest. So until that, I'm sorry to say that, until that coming bank become bankrupt, we still have this transition phenomena happen. Okay, so can you explain between six and seven clearly? When I show you this flower, you see the eyes is information, eyes consciousness, and the six, the mind consciousness, oh, is flower, oh, good flower, bad flower, live like that. That's so far. The, the seven consciousness, oh, I like this flower. Oh, then analyze them. Oh, where did this flower, where I can get it? Who brought here this flower yesterday? Maybe somebody here. The people in Lidia were not good because one flower is old. Maybe that people is kind. At least he thought, I remember, right. all conceptualizing is the seven consciousness does. All misunderstanding is also from seven consciousness. Also, good understanding also from a seven consciousness. All the intelligence, ignorance, all come from seven consciousness. Six and a five is just merely giving you information, nothing else. It's an information door. But analyze whether you translate into whole translation group is on the seven. Yes? Translation, we translated wrongly. The whole, whole time from five cents, Based on the sixth consciousness, ego translated, the no, seventh consciousness translated into ego's perspective way of looking to the world. So actually, ego bribed seventh consciousness, bribed under table money. So ego, seventh consciousness sold to ego. Ego is quite rich, actually. So now, whatever ego wants to see, know, believe, and seven consciousness translate that way. So, the Dharma of teaching is what we are going to do now. A Dharma is giving teaching, Dharma is applying on the six or seven? Second question. Or on the flower, on the eye consciousness, or the hair consciousness. Where the understanding of Buddha's teaching apply on in which consciousness? Yes, seven. Why? Because seven understood wrongly. So, seven need to understand correctly. So the whole education is need to be, need to done on the seven. Not on the six. Not on the fifth. Not on the eight. Eight is nothing to do. It's just giving the information. So whole knowledge, whole training is on the seven of Buddhist teaching. Do you understand? So, so whole misunderstanding also happening on the seven. So seven need to know how it functions. Seven need to know what it is natural. Seven need to anger, 
attachment, jealousy, proud, all happen on the seven. So seven, you don't judge, oh, this I don't like, this I like. Oh, so then then, do cha, she sang, timo sungwa, dumba niyong were. Lam ki kap tula. Nga ga, meto la ga, tena, do cha, she ore, meto, wow, mega, hang ba na pa kesong, meto yin ba ya, hamang, kaya, hamang, meto zala shana, meto yin mongo ma shina, tila timo sungwa. All this happens on the seventh, whether we like the flower and then we are attached to the flower, that is one conflicting emotion of attachment and desire, or we don't like it, we want to get rid of it, we just ask someone to take it out of the house, or we just have the flower in the house, we don't even notice it, so that would be indifference. So whether attraction, aversion or indifference, and any of these emotions that happen, happen all in the seventh consciousness. So whole education we need to do on the seven. But this education is very intelligent way of educating yourself. And I think we have also a lot of education in our world also. But most of our education is by force. By force. So it's quite poor when you look at very, uh, very uh, clearly. So because since like seven kind Consciousness never understands until it, it gets pain. So it seems like seven consciousness never understood un- until it suffers. So we are learning from suffering. We are learning from pain. We are learning from disaster. Then seven consciousness think, oh, I should not do that. Until that, there's no self-awareness. The self-awareness comes based on pain, suffering, disaster. Then, oh, I should not do it. So you learn, oh, I should not make the same mistake. You understand? So that's why we have how many jails in our world? In America, the most system of jail. If you practice this, I think we don't need any jail, any prison. Because soon as anger about, about to come, okay, you know, okay. And you look at, and you don't believe the anger, anger and you don't follow, then there's anger already liberated. But we don't. We act, fight, then put in jail. Next time, come out. Then you, oh no no no! I should not get angry. If I get angry, I will end up in jail. Okay, now I learn. Many people learn after they being into the jail. One of my friends actually in Nepal, so he stayed six months in jail in Tibet, Sasa. And he come back. He completely become Dharma practitioner. He's meditating, chanting, going Kora, all these things. Now, now he learns. Before he has a full opportunity. Full, he stay with the Dharma, but he never practice. After he achieved, after he went to the prison, then he come out. It's quite sad actually. You suffer, 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 then you learn. The seven consciousness get suffer on the base, on the fifth. The body and, and the mind, then you learn, oh, no, I should not do that, I should not do that. Then you start to learn that. But you have to have a, if you have an earlier, it's much easier. Before you screw up. So, then Nango Sanji was a chutamji, then he dumba tegi, rangi kono kono yang tapa tonga tena, lagu lagu yore is. All the teachings of the Buddha are 
oriented to that seventh consciousness, so that that seventh consciousness acts uh, as it should in a proper way. Could you make a similarity uh, to that description as uh, dependent origination, when you have contact, feeling, craving, grasping, and that that link between feeling and, and craving as being the sixth and seventh it is on feeling, or, uh, and then comes craving, right? So, on the basis of feeling, then the conceptual mind starts to develop craving. So that is the seventh. Based on feeling, then the seventh starts to develop craving. On the basis of the 12 links of the interdependent origination, there is a way of achieving freedom and liberation, and also that is basically on sutra level. And uh, if you um, work on the six, eight, eight consciousnesses, then there's also a way of achieving liberation through the eight consciousnesses, and that is more uh, the, uh, an approach of tantra and also of the, that uh, school of thought, which is called chitamatra, mind-only school, the yogachara or chitamatra. Everything is very fast. So, is it the case that as soon as uh, anger arises, then you're able to see the, uh, the nature of anger and therefore it is self-liberated or liberated at that very moment? Well, it does not happen that way because it happens too fast. It can happen if you want, but most of most of the cases it will not happen. Mm. In most cases it will not happen because it's too fast. And it's too fast because the seventh consciousness immediately intervenes. Therefore it doesn't, produce, it doesn't leave any room or any gap for that to happen. See flower, yes, I don't like, boom, gone. Yes, flower, free, like that. 
you know, everything is, the seven consciousness so fast translated, act, everything, get out. There's no, nothing, you just, in soon as you see, you believed. Maybe not necessarily, flower is bad. So you look at, and you break, oh, I see the flower is so bad. Maybe it's in my mind, maybe in the reality of flower, maybe not that bad. So it never break, never think. Immediately, flower is gone, and you believe anything happened in your mind. Immediately, the seven consciousness decide, yes, this, I don't like it, this, I like it. Oh, this is right, this is wrong, this is my friend, this is my enemy. So there's no room for break. If this thing constantly happening, there's no way to educate to the seven consciousness directly. It will never listen. Especially you look at the young people, they don't think. No break. Immediately, they, as soon as they get angry, they shout, wow, wow, bang, into the, you know, in the wall, into the tin, like the garbage tin, bang, throw, yell, everything, whatever comes, see, immediately decide, immediately get out, immediately finish. There's no, oh, as soon as you think something, oh, well, okay. There's no, we ha- at least we have to have a small break. Before seven consciousness translated. And whether I am translating wrong and right, no check at all. Always time the seven is right. Because egos help. I ego, seven consciousness thing, knowledge, my right. Many times it's wrong. But you think it's right. So if you keep going like that, you will never improve. There's no way to self learning. Is that uh, clear? Mm-hmm. It's too clear, then let me know. I can jump next to. Yeah. Hmm? Anger is also a confused state. And right now, anger is also you have some kind of invested before. The coming anger. The first time anger is misunderstood, then you put in your program, and sometimes the same thing happen, and quickly come back on the part right now. So anger is also kind of misunderstood. It's energy that you It's based on an object. On the basis of an object, then anger arises. ยิงกันอยู่ตัวเอ่อเป็นยิงกันคนละอยู่อยู่อยู่แล้วอ่ะยิงกันตั้งมามากิสมรจิคอร์สร้างสมรจคอร์เตสมรจคอร์ว่า
there is, uh, just as the five sense consciousness have their own object of perception, like the eye has the form and sound and so forth, the sixth consciousness also has its own peculiar object of perception, which are thoughts and memories and things that happen. So, if there is uh, some thought that happens in the mind that evokes some kind of anger, then at that moment the seventh consciousness uh, sends anger up within the sixth consciousness. The sixth consciousness is perceiving because it's just the object of perception. Then, because you recall in the sixth consciousness something that hurts you or whatever, then the seventh intervenes and starts, uh, and anger arises. It's just an object, a mental object at that point, but also it can happen because you hear a disgusting sound or something that irritates you, then anger again. Seventh consciousness sends anger into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes um, things we perceive and don't necessarily label, you may see a flower and not label it yourself as a flower. And when you see it like that, it doesn't seem like it's discriminated from other things. And so, um, an emotional reaction to it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. Um, can you elaborate on that? ตัดติดตรงนี้ตรงนี้กิจวัตรเราอ่ะเอ่อเราบ่งว่าเสียซึ่งอยู่ก็ว่าเสียอะไรมั้ยว่ามาเสียอะไรก็กล่าวกล่
No. Memory coming from eight, experienced by six. On the seven. Six can be, seven can be. So, but based on six, then six clicks memory in the your zip code 045. Then comes because you already saved it. Because problem that before, when you make memory, somehow you click, you click the save button. But then saved it, but not in screen now because you're busy. But then somehow you remember accidentally or whatever click on a seven. No, no three four zero. Zzz, come on. And then it shows the screen. But then seven become active. What is happening in my screen? Yes. Hold it. Again zip automatically transferring. Again step. habit. Pattern. Karma, whatever you call it, is there. That way you're going like that. That's why I call samsara. Going always like one another, one another, one come, click, save, going this, click, come, going like that. So we have to cut this, this karmic wheel. So if you keep going this way, never cut. You have to go this way. You have to talk to the seven. Seven needs to transform us, Rikpa, mind essence. Seven need to realize his own nature is his boss is not ego. His boss is emptiness. Now seven things my boss is ego. What you say? Just noticing. Uh, of course, we are talking about these three as separate, or these three, but actually they are very, very similar because all three are mind, right? Mind conscious. It's not a sense. It's not a smell. Smell conscious is very much different from the hearing. But in the last three is a mind, but is active in the. In the heart sutra, they talk about one mind. In the Heart Sutra, then, uh, when they talk about, when the Sutra talks about consciousness, it's the sixth consciousness, but also includes the five, also the other five, no nose, no eye, etc. And, but whenever it talks about consciousness, it's the sixth consciousness, which of course includes the other two, but it's not explicit in the Heart Sutra. 
it doesn't make that division and uh, differentiate between these three consciousness. That is the law thing. The concept thing. The how can I how can I say? So the concept thing. The you you just not tell me. She will how can I say this? We have to understand what concept is. Uh, concept is that consciousness that happens or that cognizance that happens in the connection between an object and the perceiver of that object. Then there is a mind form that happens, a mind form of cognizance. That, that element that is formed in that relationship between a subject and an object is called a concept. For us, it is not. Uh, it does. Uh, for us now, it is just one concept after another. It's we cannot uh, really apprehend anything without concepts. So many things. Any you you just tell me what I look how I do it. So I'm going to. I'm, I, I would like to ask you: Is there any knowingness that can happen without depending on subject and object or anything is not depending on object is there any subject cognition not depending on object on an object anything you think do you need to depend on object any memory anything on object is there any cognition beyond subject and object what's that Okay, what's that? What is that cognition? Well, by its nature, it can't really be spoken about because if you start to speak about the process, the cognition would be into subject and object. So there's that knowing that doesn't need to refer to subject and object. In knowing the career. So what is that knowing? That does not need to refer to subject and object. The luminous awareness of the mind. So how is it that that uh, is a cognizance that does not depend on an object? Because when, when objects are not impacting on everyday consciousness, then that, that knowing that's not dependent on subjects and objects starts to become more apparent. More what? Apparent. starts to show itself to... So in that state, you don't see as cup as cup. In that state, it's not so important to know the cup. To make the discrimination of cup or not cup, or, or to plunge into the complex world of subject and object in that way. So then, you, if you stay two hours, maybe you can the whole life there is a problem to drink water. No. Then. So you stay like that, just water comes into your mouth? Your water comes into your mouth? No, no. The cup, all of the, all of the, the, the conventional world of subject and object can go on unproblematically. So how you can, how, how you can differentiate? You still see the cup, eh? Yes. So it's not object? Yes. Then it's object there. But in the question, you ask, is there a noun? 
Mm-hmm. So that knowing is the, the knowing of cup is depending on the cup, no? So cup is object. So the subject is knowing the cup. So at that stage, there's phenomena not arising. Exactly. On the that state, knowing the phenomena is coming or not coming. No phenomena. Stop everything. Yeah. Really, blank state. Not blank state. Then. The luminosity of the knowing. Luminosity is the object. No. Then. You know what, and then no, no object to know what. So, self is self knowing. If there's no work, it's rang rang lega yamar sayores. Rang rang lega kani yamores. Rang rang hakona tila tini knowing sengde kisi se tu maro. Chaji yamaro chawa chepani. Tiso ki tiso khorang tu tu ki maro. Tiso ki phat tu ki maro. So if it is knowing or self-knowing or knowing itself, then there is no work or no action or no function there because it would be like the the um, let's say the file of a of a sword cutting itself, right? The file you say no the blade. blade. Well, no, but the okay the blade of the sword cutting itself, right? Can that happen? But then, if you do like that, it becomes two. If you cut this, then also two there. But not one. One cutting one. Then become this subject is an object. That's a depending. No, you're quite good. Not ultimately good. Phenomena young mare subjected is normal. Yeah, up to the point in which you said that there is no phenomena arising, you were right. <laughs> because in that case, then you have a, it's like a blockage. No, what you're saying, then it entails some kind of blockage in which nothing can arise, and then that is not the case with that type of knowingness. So in other words, are you saying that knowing without grasping? Are you saying, are you trying to say that? Yes, sir. Take one and take. I'm going to put it in the middle of the day. I'm going to put it in the middle of the day. I'm going to put it in the middle of the day. I'm going to put it in the middle of the day. I'm going to put it in the middle of the day. I'm going to put it in the middle of
wrinkling, uh, remembering, remember the what do you call it, memory, and seven immediately comes and translated. Okay? So, Dinduta, seven tila, educated chevala chevala, seven korang no korang de kaparmago, lo korang, seven de lojere, lo, lo korang no tomani titohoyer. Titohoyer chevala, and tao lo dan tilbe tao de matoke partula, seven de ge, eh, kainso, give up simare, kokdarung, dogre. Seven de ge, tao lo dan tilbe tao katitona in the seven nani, hakone, oh, ta, deni, tata koralavana hi. You'll make you'll never get ten. Rangsi Rangsa Rangsa Tauji, Hakova Yong Sigre, the Marabato, because seven the Yule ten do Ramato, you'll never get seven coronavirus to Yong Tugama. The seventh consciousness is that conceptual mind, that is, the concepts are the seventh consciousness, and uh, then as long as the seventh consciousness is outward, then there's no way it can see its own empty essence. So we are trying to make that seventh consciousness, which is conceptual mind, so that conceptual mind should turn inwards and see its own empty essence. The moment that seventh consciousness perceives its empty essence, it has perceived at that point the non-conceptual view. But until that happens, then seventh consciousness will always know in terms of an object, and depending on an object. There's no other way that the seventh consciousness can know without depending on an object and while it is within the conceptual <coughs> view. When it reaches the non-conceptual view, then only then there, there can happen this uh, self-luminosity or self-cognizance arising within itself and independent of an object to be perceived or not. Only at that point. <coughs> Any Duba in Jordan, Lamsang, any Nava, Tupa Duba, Lamsang, Tubagi, Hakovan, the Lamsang, Dubaki, Totore, Tubanga, Kedian, Nematovatos, Tubana, Nematova, Tubaga, Lamsang, Dubagi, manipulated the Chaviris. So it is the seventh consciousness, the one that realizes that uh, non conceptual view. But the problem is that. There is no time, because as soon as the five sense objects perceive something and the sixth consciousness comes, immediately the seventh manipulates the whole situation. So the seventh is very fast. As soon as the sixth recognizes, immediately the seventh sets in. So it doesn't leave any gap for anything. It's already there. No, and already elaborating and manipulating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at the beginning, uh, if we, what we want is that the seventh uh, realizes the non-conceptual view, then unless we first deal with the sixth consciousness, it's impossible for us to deal with the seventh directly because it, it just is, uh, it intrudes immediately without giving any gap. So we have to first rely on the sixth in order to talk to the seventh. Okay, so we have to make some break on the sixth, and we make some kind of sixth as a stable seat, and then when seven arise, and from the sixth you know, okay, thought coming, and when it is, you you can little bit slow down the seven, looking, see, and I mean like uh, investigating, noticing thought comes, where thought comes, so you you have something can 
from the seven, and you can you can something can do with the now from the six you can do something with the seven. Do you understand? So in the, the sixth temple, so Allah sixth Lord, sixth Yahu temple, so Allah that's why saying the young Yores. You want to pass and that same mitokbalane near tabla. The sixth is also con- conceptual, uh, but then what we do is to make the sixth very stable and quiet, still, and uh, to be able to remain still without concept, without thought. So that is the practice of samatha. So, that is now then we are starting the practice. Uh, at this point is where we start the practice. Within first the conceptual view. The practice the consciousness so where this uh, shamatha practice uh, do you know what shamatha is? All of you. All of you? Yeah. But the word shamatha you know, yeah? Shamatha sena sen nebala Shamatha sena yulgi teng do maneva sen matoa Shamatha is that practice that uh, results in that the mind is no longer dispersed into outer objects and is able to remain still in one object that is chosen as a support and then can remain still without wavering. That is called Shamatha practice. Um, so, so uh, when we talk about that practice of shamatha, out of the eight consciousnesses, in which consciousness does it operate? Sixty. Oh. Sixty. Yes, it's, it's how how does it stay in the six or how does it function in the six? So So for instance if we see the flower, then what happens with that practice and the sixth consciousness? So what should we do with that? Stay with the flower. Okay. So flower is the object of sixth consciousness to remain. So the shamatha has two: shamatha with object, shamatha without object. Okay, two shamatha. First shamatha with object because you see the flower, and you just keep seeing the flower, keep noticing the flower, keeping the view is knowing the flower and the flower. Although maybe ten minutes, just still thinking, still knowing flower, flower, flower. Still keeping the fresh mind, knowing the object of flower, not touching. Seven want to come, but still keeping flower, 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 flower. You know, so you block the conceptual coming. So keeping the steady of the holding on the flower, 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 flower. Almost in mantra same. Flower, 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 flower. 
flower, flower, flower. Actually, mantra is also one of the shamatha with object. So, this visualization practice is also shamatha. Because you block with that concept, with the deity, with the Buddha, 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 Buddha. You know, plus, of course, with the blessing. So, you're making a double benefit. Making the shamatha, at the same time, if you have some devotion comes, also some blessing happening. So, it's kind of Vajrayana Shamatha with object visualization is. It's kind of bad example, but you know, one stone kills two birds. I'm sorry to say, but I don't, I just remember that, you know, I will find out uh, some better example. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Slightly fixation. The fixation on the, not really, fixation, I, I will give you other three principles in the shamatha. Abiding, mindfulness, alertness, or awareness. Yeah, yeah knowingness. Yeah. The three, the last one. Awareness. Yeah, if you want. Or knowingness. Or awareness, delete. Knowingness. <laughs> knowingness. Mindfulness and uh, abiding or resting still, these are the three principles of shamatha. Knowingness or alertness, the la- last one has a very difficult shehin. In Tibetan, nepa, tempa, shehin. So that, that is the, uh, the rule of shamatha. If, if you need to be a full shamatha, you have to have these three things as a present. Otherwise, it will not full shamatha also. Yeah. Yeah, will come. So, then you do the sum dot and put temba, neba, session the yawa the hagore. First, we have to understand uh, what are the what what are the distinctions between these three aspects of the first one is abiding or resting still, stillness, second one is mindfulness, the third one is knowingness. Then, the bachanagi lusunala. In the Vipassana tradition that comes from Burma and Thailand, then knowingness or alertness and mindfulness, they are taught together. They are not made as two distinctive qualities. In the Tibetan tradition, in some cases, they are taken together, and some others they are made as different, they are explained differently. Hmm. で、
so stillness means that the mind remains still on the on the on the object of uh, meditation and uh, uh, then mindfulness and that means to say that it's one pointed on that object mindfulness is not to forget that object instant after instant that object is kept present and uh, that means to say mindfulness is what prevents it from being distracted from the object because it does not forget the object yes, and uh, maybe a thought comes and then the thought uh, uh, one goes with the thought that means to say that you have forgotten the object so mindfulness is that which keeps the continuity of remembering the object moment after moment then my uh, knowingness is that uh, faculty which is knowing what is happening at all times, which is knowing if that uh, there is that continuity in which the mind is fixated on the object instant after instant. Otherwise, how you know when you become distracted? No one knows. And also knows not only if uh, there has been distraction or there is the, the mind is really resting still or abiding on the object, but also knows sounds and other things that are happening and and although it knows other things that are happening, it still does not go after the other things. That means to say, it also prevents from distraction. It knows exactly how much intensity or not mindfulness has to have. All this is the work or the faculty of, of knowingness. So these are the three uh, principles, how they work. Hmm? So there are two types, basically, of shamatha. Shamatha with support or without support, or what was said before, with object or without object. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will use an example to illustrate how these principles work. I stick still to one Tibetan example. I have not developed a more modern example, which is something that I will have to do soon. I am still using that because I was uh, was satisfied with it, but uh, I think I, I should upgrade my example because otherwise. I waste a lot of time trying to explain the example which <laughs> belongs to some other situation. Example of example. <laughs> so, penal. Raluk, <laughs> Jangbuyung so in Tibet, when they took uh, 
even I explained to him, he doesn't understand. <laughs> he understands everything, but <laughs> all example. <laughs> when they in Tibet, then uh, if they uh, when they they took a they took sheep out, then they would uh, stick a peg on the ground, and then they would tie that sheep with a rope to that peg on the ground, maybe five meters long. So the the the, the stick and the rope that would be uh, stillness or that mindfulness. The length of the rope is uh, stillness because that means to say that that um, sheep cannot go beyond that length of the rope. It can go as far as abiding the rope. within the rope. It's abiding within the length of the rope. Length of the rope. The rope is that mindfulness. Because without the rope, sheep can go everywhere. So you cannot abide. In order to abide you have to have this rope and then stick. Okay? But you have to have a shepherd to see the the rope, the rope is choking. Look, get dumb or the purple cause on Then look to another. And the third one would be the shepherd that is always looking and is uh, noticing whether the rope chokes, maybe the rope uh, coils around the neck of the sheep and chokes it to death. After four hours later, no more sheep. Or maybe the, the peg comes out of the ground, that stick comes out of the ground and the sheep just runs loose. So the shepherd is always knowing what is going on and taking care of the whole thing. So that is knowing. shepherd is staying in a little high stone in Tibet and then all the many sheep. And the shepherd is uh, sort of relaxing, eating the popcorn. Looking here, the flu, hmm? playing flu, singing, yelling, ah, in Tibet, like, a lot of singing, yelling. Yell, because it's very far away. It's far, one shepherd there, one shepherd there, and then they sing, yelling, so very open, land is completely open. So the flu, all this thing. So it's time to time, look. But, but you don't look like that. Then everything stops. Cannot eat palm coin also. <laughs> they become very tense. But general kind of general manager of looking. The shepherd is the general manager of the sheep. Then <laughs> So these are the three principles as in the example. And it is said, uh, well, knowingness has to be loose and light, and that's the way it's, it's uh, watching over everything. And uh, mindfulness should not be 
it should be balanced, neither too tight nor too loose. If it's too tight, it's like the mind is uh, squeezed. If it's too loose, then the mind uh, becomes distracted. So it should be neither too tight nor Many examples have been given as to this uh, balance in Tibet. Uh, in Tibet, you spin the wool in order to make a thread, a woolen thread. So, if you spin it too tight, it doesn't work, and if it's too loose, then it also breaks very easily. So, there's a proper balance to too tight or loose. In India, then Buddha gave an example of uh, how to tune. Uh, uh, the chord of a sitar, I don't know the sitar at that time, but some instrument like that. So neither too tight nor too loose. That applies mostly to mindfulness. Neither too tight mindfulness nor too loose. But the main point in shamatha is abiding or resting still. In that case, then, the view of shamatha is resting still, the meditation is mindfulness, and knowingness is the conduct. Hmm. We do view, meditation, and conduct apply to shamatha, that's the way they would work. Because the meditation is not to lose the continuity of the view. The view in this case is stillness, so the continuity of stillness is kept by mindfulness, which does not allow the mind to dis- to be distracted. So that is meditation. So Now, if we look at it in terms of percentages, then that there is no fixed rule because it depends on the practitioner itself. If the if the person, uh, a beginner, usually has more problems on stillness, so maybe for a beginner it should be mostly stillness, 50 or 60 percent, and also mindfulness, and then only 15 percent of knowingness, because the main problem is that the mind cannot remain still. If you know too much at the beginning, you will distract. So you know a little bit deep, mostly focus on stillness and mindfulness. But as the practitioner continues, then stillness is easier, and uh, he or she can sustain 
the mind still without much problem. So therefore, uh, also mindfulness is uh, more relaxed. And then at some point you can do one third of each. Uh, one third of stillness, one third mindfulness, one third knowingness. But then as you continue practicing, knowingness, knowingness starts to prevail. And stillness is so easy and it does not need to be, it does not need to be sustained so much with mindfulness because it comes naturally. So, uh, knowingness is most of it. Until finally, because of the practice and the development of that shamatha practice then, stillness and mindfulness merge into knowingness and all that remains is knowingness, which within it has the quality of stillness and mindfulness. Not within the, within the knowingness, there is a stillness, there is a mindfulness, no, no distracting. The whole point of mindfulness is not distracted. So, if there's no distraction, you don't need to hold on. Because no distraction, mindfulness job is done. You don't need extra mindful, mindful, no need. When the stillness is there, there's no distraction, so fine, mindfulness is doing its job with a very subtly, subtle way of doing mindfulness job. So it's fine. Then once this happens, then knowingness is very vast, is very stable in itself, so it has all the qualities of stillness and mindfulness within itself, and then after that, as this continues, then that kind of knowingness is refined into awareness, which is transcendent knowledge, the Paragna Paramita. It, it goes beyond concept. Is that clear? So, so, if uh, the idea is to reach Vipassana by starting from Shamatha, then from Shamatha you start, and that is the way uh, to do it. From Shamatha then, it all ends up to knowingness, and in knowingness then you enter Vipassana. In, in the practice of Shamatha, what do you mean? While you're doing, keep changing or well, one session? One, 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 one session. Yeah, if uh, something else arises, um, you know, uh, the thought or sensation and just moving it mm-hmm. into the various... You need to change it, you need to change it. Now, in, in shamatha practice with support, then you cannot do that. But what you're talking about is shamatha without support. At that point, then, then yes, because there's no specific support, right? The support as is a noun is. The present moment is the support. Within the present moment, many things happening. But you're not following that object. There's no, you're not choosing particular object. Shamatha with object is choosing particular object. It's more growth than shamada without support. Shamada without support, no. Okay. This shamada with support is kind of growth. Then without support is more subtle. Then vivashana or dochin is more subtle. Then the tango you using yoga, you're just switching boy over it. Then you're using tango, you're using your shinela, tenjana, you're not using your. Then mere. Support mere the object yore. Object and support nikaja kagahagore. Then is nila. 
we should clarify the use of support and object because and the shamata with support then the support is the object and there is also subject and object division in shamata without support there is no support but there is object because the object is nowness the present moment but you cannot talk about a support because it's not resting it's just the object of of perception is the present moment so then we should use these two words and, and also in shamata without support there is still the division between subject and object it's more subtle but there is still subject and object division and i think in vipassana theravadan style vipassana there's a close is choiceless awareness some of you are familiar with that choiceless awareness yeah. choiceless awareness right it's quite close yeah. with that with shamata without support the really in shamata in theravadan tradition of vipassana the real vipassana is the the final non-dual state but they keep all the process is also called vipassana it's more like like shamata shamata in some in question little bit of vipassana uh, 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 the early state of vipassana uh, process mixed but the real vipassana and when you see the non-dual state of egolessness that they call is the vipassana so tibetan is until that is everything is sort of shamatha and when you reach the insight that egolessness non-dual then finally they call vipassana there's no conflict but it's a slightly different approach so ani sanji kulashana tigre metolashana tigre dolashana tigre singdolashana tigre ulashana tigre tainaya tes sanji ani tothoti ani kalashana tigre na to ulashana ya tigre soyores so samata with support you can use any support you can use a, a candle you can use a visualization of a form of buddha you can use a tree you can use a stone and you can also use breathing and actually Buddha said that uh, using breathing as a support for that practice is the most uh, recommended so da antatrin ne jaboreshin tenji da temeni madunyam ne jins trin da san shoge tiyang sanita ta wolo ta ta wa tiyang ko zuro tiyang ta wolo ta jibe ta wa te kolla te ha ko zong kom te gres ta wolo ta jibe ta wa te khan jin ha ko ko jigo jin se gare se na ani tubai jin number shibo tembo sobar ta chila ne de gore meto chila ten ula ten de tubai jin number shibo de ta khon khon tembo se gore khon tubo khon khon la hagone de mat dumbak de yagore dubore namdo bond do yo mara consequently on the matter of the tubai tembo so ten tubai de ramatuna ten tubai ne dumbala ten influence So as you have seen this is the practice of uh, shamatha with support and without support and um, that is the conceptual view uh, what we are working on and this type of practice is on the sixth consciousness and we are making the sixth consciousness stable because then we are training the sixth consciousness to not be 
taken away by the seventh and not allowing the seventh to influence or to intrude but by training the sixth consciousness to remain one-pointedly on the breath or on the flower or whatever the support may be then once that sixth consciousness is uh, stably uh, staying or remaining still then the seventh has no or already the seventh cannot really intrude as it, it used to do that that is the function of the shamatha of, of the of the of the conceptual view practice you stabilize the sixth consciousness hmm. it is clear and <coughs> so mm-hmm. That is the state of uh, non-thought or non-concept and non-thought, uh, that, that would be the practice. And in the Mahamudra tradition, you talk about four yogas, and it's uh, one-pointedness, simplicity, one taste, and non-meditation. So the first yoga, one-pointedness, is, uh, has to do with this shamatha practice. Mm-hmm. In that practice, then, the mind can rest in whatever object uh, has uh, been chosen for it to rest without any, without wavering and without being taken away by any thought. You can remain in that state and it's a uh, it said that it is a very peaceful state. You can experience a lot of peace with that practice. Because it's not beaten by seven consciousness. It goes wet. You know, it's just kind of stillness and whole body system, everything is kind of loose, relaxed. Very joyful, actually. Very peace. It's not really so much manipulation. Manipulation? ตาเห็นเต็มเด็กกันได้เสนอนะอันนี้มิกบักข้างไหนเต็มมากกว่าคนทัดตัวสิ่งเหยื่อเลยที่ละเด็กกว่าเหยื่อเลยทัดตัว
the object of meditation and then the seventh consciousness will start to send uh, thoughts and uh, emotions, whatever happens, but because the mind remains on the present moment, then it's not um, distracted by the thoughts that arise from the seventh consciousness, it just continues that um, nowness, moment after moment, although at each moment it perceives what's going on. If there is a sound, or there is a, or a form that is seen, or some smell that happens, everything can be perceived at that point, but nothing that is perceived takes away the mind from the continuity of the present moment. Yeah. You understand? Good. <coughs> uh, the samadha with support is like uh, occupied. Whole your mind is occupied with the object. It's like uh, when the plane takes off, you're flying, and after one, two hours they give food to you. Yeah? Serve the food. Right after food, everybody going to the restroom. And they want to watch a movie or sleep. They're waiting for food and eat food and they need to exchange because of old food and new food. So, sorry. <laughs> so they want to rush. It's, I hate that time. Each time you look, wow, the big sign for occupied. <laughs> that means someone is occupied inside, enjoying. Someone is suffering outside. Still, still there's a hope and fear. But even though enjoying, there's a little bit of hope and fear. Oh, I like to stay more. At least I have, when I feel there, I feel guilty. Get right, I'm really rushed. Okay, so I'm ready outside. Do your thing very fast. So I go out. But I enjoy also, oh, this nice cream, but sometimes you feel guilty, oh, someone waiting along outside. Especially there's an old man, old lady. But when you draw clerk, there's a red sign, occupied. Nothing can come in, nothing to go in. Although Buddha is on the line, you will not see. Also evil devil is on the line, also not see. Loving kindness, compassion is on the line, you will not experience. Anger, attachment on the line, you will not experience. So somehow you are occupied by everything. So you just sit. So, it's kind of very wonderful practice, but it's a little bit like a, if you do a lot, I think it makes you, trying to make you a vegetable. Peace, vegetable. Not completely dry, about to dry. Cut the vegetable, I think maybe two weeks ago. Little bit dry, but still some juice there. Okay, this is an example of the Shamadavi support. Because you block the purposely with a one-pointed mind, with the object. And the Shamada without support, it's like an example is hotel doorman. 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 D-O-O-R. So the big hotel, the one doorman stay at the door. to pronounce nicely at all, because I speak so fast. So, oh, he or she sits at the door, <laughs> opens the door. So, 
anybody comes, the best doorman, you know, is open the door, let it go. But he or she still stay at the door. But he or she knows who's coming and going. Okay? So, funky, hunky doorman, either you forgot to open the door, or going, going after the guest inside. The guest sometimes might go into toilet. So, the doorman end up in the toilet. That's what we are doing all the time. Chasing after the guest. Anything happens, you follow after. So, but here, you sit at the door with a costume of mindfulness, nowness, present moment, and the door opens. If you want to smile, you can smile. If you don't want to smile, just sit like that. <laughs> and open. If you smile all the time, you end up with it. You know, one time, the first time I was traveling into um, this problem. <laughs> a long time ago, I think when? 1988. Huh? 1988. 1988. So, first country out of Nepal, Bhutan, and India is Argentina, Maradona's place. <laughs> Very far away. He took me <coughs> invite from India to end of the world. <laughs> so I went by British Air from New Delhi and to land in London. Then I was going to uh, Buenos Aires. So I was full of curious. What is how it look like flying? All this very magic kind of. And I was looking what who coming, who's going, what are they doing. What so I was very sort of curious about the air hoster, hmm? British air hoster, nice, tight, everything, so professional. So they come with the food, I was there, I was watching how the white people doing. So air hoster comes with the food or something. Sir, do you need anything? <laughs> then oh, would you like some kind of tea? <laughs> Hello, how are you, are you okay? I was so stung in my mind. Why they love? Don't like is okay. Laughing like that thing. Like, <laughs> Very funny. I feel so uneasy. I feel not genuine at all. You know, really feel such ah, not feeling like that because I was brought up into the society that's you know, love. You know, not really immediately change. Love. Oh, Love it along, slowly, slowly. No, no like that. How are you? You go, so what to do? So I was not so happy with that air hostel. So anyhow, things passed. So I learned, learned London. And that time they give a 24-hour visa. So I went on the bus, me and one another monk, Tashi. He's very good. So I don't know how he, he, he arranged everything. He's first time also. So, 24 hours, we went bus, lantern, all these things, and the two bus, we went talk, then we went, went back to Buenos Aires. So, I was landed in a Buenos Aires. 
first time I was full of curious. First time I landed there, so I thought, now I'm not so happy with the, the white people because laughing very funny. So I was landed at the airport. Soon as I gone down, wow, four or five people come kiss me. Pop, 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 With the flower, all this, all over kiss. So <laughs> I was one shop, one, one second culture shop. <laughs> so then I went to, I mean, then we talk, teaching, and then I was still learning, 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 because I like to learn the people. I, this is my, I was very interested to each place I go, how they think, how it's kind of very important for me to learn people's mentality, all these things. So then Argentina, I heard like in the West, it's like a timing, it's like a sharp. Five o'clock means five o'clock. Two o'clock means two o'clock. It's not like a Nepali Tibetan time. So you, and people advise me, you make sure that, you know, what you mean, you mean. What you want to see, you see. When you do come, you come. You want to go, you go. So I was in my mind. People advised me, some other teacher. So, okay. So in Argentina, I make appointment. So they say, four o'clock, they're coming. So I was prepared just before four o'clock, waiting four o'clock. Four fifteen, nothing happened. Four thirty, no. Four forty-five, then they come. And with the kind almost going to kiss, but he always announced, because please don't kiss on your Which I didn't know. Later only he told me. Seems <laughs> like they're not kissing. I thought they only kiss in the airport. Then, the funny thing is that then, then I thought, wow, India, I think, because Argentina is slightly better than India, timing, but it's not very different, different, because it says, India actually, you know, three o'clock means six o'clock. <laughs> oh, maybe it never happened. <laughs> but Argentina, at least it happened, four to five minutes, one hour, later. Ah, slightly different, but it's not really big difference, but it's okay. So, then they come. Then they come, Argentina is a very passionate country, very loving, you know, talking nicely, explain very beautifully, all this. So people come with a gift, some kind of beautiful gift, so with a gift, long explanation. Like very long, you know. Oh, sometimes they give a feather, feather, like a bird, feather, and some crystal. Oh, and holding in hand, about to give it to me, and don't give me, just hold on and give. <laughs> and with a long explanation, Rinpoche, this is very special. You know, when I was in the garden, lay down and look at the space and thinking about you, you're coming, and suddenly there's this uh, feather drop on my face. Okay, yes, very good. <laughs> then it's not finished. I won't say no. Then I, you know, I always, you know, put on my book, you know, I want to put nicely. You know, it's so funny. I open, actually it's your book that I put, no, this one joke. But, you know, <laughs> exactly I put there and I look at, wow, so meaningful. So I think, okay, yes, very good, thank you. Still not enough. <laughs> you know, 
so I keep and I keep until you come. So wherever, okay, okay, thank you, Allah, thank you. And then Maharaj says, you have to appreciate. My friend told me, you have to appreciate, you have to, when they give, you have to appreciate. Okay, I'm appreciating, thank you very much. So, and to one day after, one day after, so with us, oh, I have this, and I have this photo, it's beautiful, like this, oh, okay, yeah, so beautiful, yeah. But actually, it's just photo. Just feather, it's nothing, it's just feather, but with so much, ah, eh, wow, <laughs> like so. And sometimes, you know, some kind of like a crystal, oh, so beautiful, look, natural, they cut this way, it's cut, it's so nice. Okay, yes, that's a good, okay, yes, okay. <laughs> After one month, wow, hold my muscle, <laughs> it's tight. End of the day, oh. this whole like because the whole day carrying up like this. Oh, oh yes, oh yeah, wow, so good, thank you. Like that. Holding this so much bend, really. So I had to do like that massage, all these things. And then I was in Argentina, so but so while I'm staying there, I take a lot of pictures and going there. People took because that time so much exciting about taking pictures. Now I'm fed up with the pictures. So that type picture, picture I took myself out of camp, so many things. But then the time finished. I stayed about three months actually, more close to two, three months. Then I finished with this much picture. Maybe this, so I went. So on the way, I stopped in German. Some of my Tugujurumbache is my father. His student lives in, uh, what do you call um, huh? Cologne. So we arranged. So so I flew uh, Cologne by which fair, I don't know maybe London. Then I changed. I'm not sure. So I arrived on the airport. So I thought, oh yeah, I know now white people. I know more or less what to do. So oh, they might kiss me. Maybe. So I landed, and then. I went out in the luggage place, and then I took out of the luggage. He was waiting there, man. Waiting there. So I said, "Oh, hello, how are you?" I <laughs> uh, the said, "Oh, yes, I'm fine. Where's your luggage? We go." <laughs> There's no keys, nothing. I thought, "Oh, maybe I did something wrong." I started to doubt for myself. <laughs> Maybe he's not happy. <laughs> but then I go in the in the, in the he has a, he's a taxi driver, so he brought his taxi, and then he put sometimes it's very open, and when he asked some question, no laugh, no feeling. Oh, how was your time in Argentina? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I was looking at him, no expression, but looks. Very relaxed, and he drive, and then he explain, oh, we're going to restaurant, okay, yes. So when he's not expressing, it seems like I don't need, hey, I don't need to do that, okay, okay, fine, thank you, no need. I also very relaxed, but it's funny because a lot of time, still he don't talk so much, I don't talk so much. We feel very like open, like a timing. So anyhow, I arrive in uh, Cologne, then you took me to. Preston. So now I thought maybe he's something wrong. Maybe other people like that. Ah, in Argentina, whole restaurant is noise. 
Look at Pasa, so they talk, he's house, so enjoying life. So I thought maybe, of course, restaurant is different, maybe he's a little bit, his personality is like that. So I went to restaurant, quiet. <laughs> People are staying there, <laughs> no, ah, no, 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 one place like that, very quiet. Very strange for me, you know. <laughs> then, so somehow I went, then I finished the job. So I feel kind of okay, you know. No need to paint here. <laughs> and then I really realized, wow, timing, exact. They talk about minute, two minutes, three minutes. The train will come five o'clock and two minutes. And I check, actually, exactly come. There's one train in history delayed for five minutes. <laughs> Other than that, all come correctly. So things kind of, you know, it's not really like chaotic, kind of nice. I, I like it. So I also like the German people. Of course, I like Argentinian people also. <laughs> but I like the German also quite honest, looks quite tough, but in deep down, kind of warm in the way. Appearance inside is slightly different. So the like, main important thing is when I back home, in Kathmandu, in India. So I studied, realized, and sometimes you know, I miss the trip. So I look the picture. Hey? It's exactly like air hostel laughing here. <laughs> British air hostel laughing. Exactly, I can see in my my picture, <laughs> which I hated long time. Now it's happened to my face in the picture like that. <laughs> How come like that? <laughs> Tell me. With a group, just kind of laughing. So then I reflect on myself. Oh, yeah. It's because they're laughing whole lifetime. How can they laugh all the time? A hosta. It's a very difficult job. Now I understand that. You know, walking, caring, talking, attention people, saying nice things, car, flying, jet lag, so many things. But they still do like that, I think it's very kind. This is also kind, actually. They, they, they don't do also, okay. But it, they're willing to do, but it's nothing happening. Because <laughs> the whole life, laugh, laugh, laugh. I think the new host that they laugh, you know, they're getting more old, then they become like that. Hello, how are you? <laughs> now I realize that. That insight, I think, it helped me so much that, you know, I understand people's really position. It's been more or less, I don't blame anyone until you really know them. You cannot say, oh, this is the right, this is the wrong, this I like, this I don't like. Until I look at my picture, I clicked it in my mind. Oh, then I don't blame a helper. <coughs> so the really insight, the whole point of this, what do you call, bring up this, what do you call, this example is in the is in the my picture and the air hoster. Because if without experience or myself, hello, how are you Rimbushi? I will not realize. I will still head for the air hostess. Now I see very look at the beauty, caring, look, dignity, you know, service also kind of risk. Anytime they can die. Also pay nicely, but you know, still is physically is difficult. I think difficult job. Really, I cannot do, especially like all these things. You know, I should holding on the, actually holding on the seat. 
Actually, it's actually very stupid. It's holding on seat. It's nothing to hold at that time. <laughs> it's crash means really crash. But you still hold it. Why are you holding? I think the most stupid of that, you know. Now I'm a little bit better. I don't hold. Just tight. That's it. This is more important because sometimes you jump up, hit. Other than that, why are you holding like, oh, oh I'm holding like that. That's completely holding on the air. Exactly the same. So, somehow, but they're still going, they're still laughing, they're still talking. I think it's very important, you know, cherishing. So, I really realized that, you know, if you don't know the, your life experience, you cannot really say, seven conscious, really, oh, this is good, this is bad. It's not like that. Okay? So, then, come to the point of shamatha without support. Okay? Shamatha without support, in Shamatha without support, then the mind remains in the present moment. Anything arises, but one does not, uh, is not taken away by anything that is perceived, anything that arises. So please, you, you train, we train on this today. These two, Shamada with support, Shamada without support. Okay, the another ele- element is called stupid meditation. The Shamada Yamare, stupid Shamada they call also stupid Shamada, but actually it's not really Shamada. So that Shamada, that uh, stupid Shamada is brought into the West by kindness of hippies. Okay? Our lineage goes back to the hippies <laughs> the uh, modern so now those old hippies they're already upgraded i know the 60s the hippies included with the ramdas ramdas also come to the sometime retreat and also we talk but he they already upgrade but the message is still going on stupid deep samadhi sort of wrongly little bit wrong is that we have to upgrade that. And then people like to go there, like to stay there. This stupid shamata. Okay? This is very close with ganja. Marijuana sort of thing. So with the stupid shamata, marijuana, that is the best. Not joking. <laughs> I think they put this spiritual in the, in the, in, in this, you know. So. In that uh, stupid uh, shamatha or stupid meditation, out of the three principles of shamatha, two are not present, two are not operating, which are these two that are not operating? <coughs> which are the three principles? Huh? What? And? Really? Yeah? I thought the stillness is missing. Stillness? Stillness is missing. No? Abiding is missing, no? Yeah? Are you sure? I doubted myself. Okay. Yeah, right. 
You don't need to buy, actually, it's quite cheap. And you don't need to need any doctor's prescription. You just can do any time you want. It's quite good, actually. People who are lost so much, jumpy, uh, stress, all this, you can go there. But you should not expect you will have a spiritual resolve. No. Zero. One year practice, no spiritual zero. Ten year practice, no spiritual zero. Actually, you become more more dull, actually. And the last one is, you have a very alert, smart problem. Intelligent problem. So you decide that I like to be more stupid in the future. And you practice this. And you go for three years retreat on this. I get into you, after three years retreat, you be completely stupid. Okay? Your, your father is dying. Okay? Dying, dying. Your house is burning. Yeah, burning, burning. Dry vegetable, not half, full dry. You sometimes cup and flower pot mist. You don't know which is the cup. Oh no. It's like a. So you like to like you like like that kind of lifestyle? Then practice stupid. And stay sixteen years in retreat. Then ultimate becomes stupid. But very peaceful, you know. No worry. Very peaceful. Very carefree. But nothing. No get enlightened. Not alert. So the really meditation is like all the senses are alert, pure, conscious, now, here, bright, but thought comes, especially in Dzogchen, all the things can come, no grasping, alert. Example, example is like a, what do you call? Uh, ta, 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 ta. Eagle. Eagle landed on the rock floor. Ready to ready to operate but no clinking. Ready to understand fresh not like dull eyes sort of when in halfway, just like wake up now. You look at the mirror, after you're meditating you look at the mirror, it's just like just just now wake up. Eyes a little bit red, a little bit watery. When you break the meditation, you have to come back sort of in the normal. <laughs> that means you when going into some other state. So when you meditate just like that, everything now, everything happened here. I see, you see, all the senses are open, all the thought comes, goes, but not ownership. If you realize the emptiness within that, more normal than any normal people. When you meditate, you become more normal. When you look at the great masters, they are very normal, very juicy, very calm, open, very clear, very relaxed. It's not like they are strange, eyes one up, one down. <laughs> but their teeth is like that. Most of the Tibetan masters teeth like that. But eyes are full of juice, full of clarity, full of awake. Very normal. It's not like drunk by spiritual. Oh, I'm the great master. Ego. 
something wrong, become, I think you are doing something wrong. So the meditation also be very normal, very life, fresh, nowness, but not caught by. But don't go in deep like that. Okay? So practice on the shamatha today. With this principle, shamatha with support, shamatha without support, and trying to know which is mindfulness, which is uh, abiding, which is knowing. And with object, without object. Without object is you're not blocking anything, but staying in the nowness. Because everything happening on the nowness, past thought, you remember, you remember the old ten years thought, but actually it's thinking right now. So if you are, if you are able to know every, what happening nowness, then you, you can easily deal with the seven consciousness. Because seven consciousness will translate it, it's also happening on the nowness. So you are aware of now. So you know what's happening in the nowness. Yeah? Uh, eyes open better. Any meditation, eyes open is better. But if you cannot, you can close eyes. If you open eyes, less chance going into the stupid meditation. Then you, flow, you plug your ear also. Sense are, and just let it. Sense is also, especially eyes is door of the wisdom. So, just like that. Everything very normal, very relaxed, very normal. You don't need to go to some other state. This present moment, lose up, relax. The meditation is there. It's not like, shut down. Another program is coming. This phenomena switch up. Now some other phenomena, then you will never get enlightened. Acceptance and rejection. If there is that. Kari, Whatever happens, then you realize the, uh, that which is happening, the nature of what is happening, without acceptance or rejection. But at this practice of shamatha, you're not really liberating thoughts. You're just not allowing the mind to be taken away by thoughts. Your mind remains in the present moment, and whenever thoughts or emotions arise, then you don't go under the power of thoughts and emotions. You just remain in the present moment. But you're not liberating the mind. There's a big difference between shamatha without support, with support, between Dzogchen. Dzogchen In Dzogchen, there is an aspect of liberation. You're but free from the emotions. Yeah, the seven consciousness, is, the thought concept is, is mainly not affecting, but you're not really liberating. Because of course, thought is also impermanent. Thought, Thoughts are impermanent, of course. So, a thought arises and it will not stay forever there. Just by its own nature, it disappears. You are not holding on to the thought. Then it's, then it's totally, uh, never to raise. 
but the thought just disappears. It, 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 it goes by itself. It's not liberated, it just disappears. That thought, that happens. So you are watching for the natural rhythm of thought? Because you're not on it, you're not grasping, so it comes, it goes. But actually you're not liberating the thought. You're just watching thought become impermanent. Okay? When thought becomes impermanent, then it seems like it's gone. The next thing can come. So you're watching for the rhythm of the, uh, the pattern of thought coming, going, but you're not holding. You understand that? This is very important key between liberation and the vanishing thought by itself. Because, okay, this is the seventh consciousness, whatever here, so thought memory comes. So, because this one not hooking, this one just stay here, thought comes, goes. Normally, thought comes, it wants to go, but hold, 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 Okay, let, let it go by start after one, two hours. Uh, another thought comes, then you hold, then it, oh, let it go, then it goes, you know. But right now, what you're doing is this one coming. Sometimes then anger comes, you more and more, bang, don't know what to do like that. So this one is not doing that. It's not liberating actually. It just, of course, it's just doing its own way of lifestyle. Thought is also impermanent. So you're, what you're doing is not hooking, that's it. Shamada. So, so since the In the case of Dzogchen, the moment the thought arises, then you know the nature of the thought, the essence of the thought, and in that moment, then the thought is, uh, is liberated. Just like a bubble, poop, boom, poop, boom, poop, boom, do whatever mother. Kodi and the young, and the Kale and the Jinchu, Makorang, what tongue, Yodi, Korokorang, Negam Negal, Jodora, Rangsharang, Rochula Boa. It's like a water bubble. As soon as it arises, by knowing the nature, this the, the bubble explodes. It's not that has the whole cycle until it disappears. Then another thought arises and it's like a bubble. We will talk more about that. Maybe now you don't know. Okay. Let's join this merit of uh, teaching the Dharma and listening to the teachings and dedicate it so that in the world wars and famine and uh, disease and adversity may all subside and the world may be at peace. Sanam deyem ham desubayi Tawne nyebe danam ham dene
नहीं थैंक यू फॉर लिसनिंग टू लर्न हाउ यू कैन सपोर्ट द टीचर्स एंड डार्मा सीड प्लीज विजिट डार्मा सीड डॉट ओर्ग स्लैश डोनेट